Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 557, recorded live on May 5th, 2018, and here are your hosts. The man who's going to have some words in this podcast, Dave Pillay. A few. And the man who's also going to be having a few words in this podcast, Dave. Andy Lowe. Hi. <laughs> Dave, also Dave Pillay. Also Dave Pillay, yes. Dave and Dave. Welcome to the new Random Access Podcast. It is all Dave, all the time. In other news... 24-7 Dave. Tw- what? 24-7 Dave. 24-7 Dave, welcome to my life. Uh, no, that would not be a good show. 107.5 Dave Rocks. I'm, thank you? No, no, there's an actual radio station. 107.5 Dave Rocks. Online at 107.5 Dave Rocks.com. I, I do rock, indeed. 107.7 Dave FM in Butte, Montana. Are you just looking at, like, Dave Radio? I'm just, yeah, I'm just seeing, you know, because you remember, do you remember Doug? Doug FM? No. Oh. Doug FM in WDRQ, Doug FM in Detroit. I listened yeah. to like NPR and RCJ and uh, whatever the, the radio station was before it was WRCJ. Oh, this is pulling through my memory banks. I used to know this. When it was, it was Detroit Classical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I never listened to Doug. Well, for some odd reason, and I don't know why this happens, but people like, there's there's a fad going around about giving names to radio stations. So, you know, Doug FM, there's uh, Nash FM, uh, Hank FM, Duke FM. So I was curious to see if there was, you know. Dave FM? Yes, and it turns out there are two of them out there. Ooh. Are there Andy FMs? I don't think so. That doesn't it doesn't really roll off your tongue. And and DFM. Nope, nope, but 107.7 Dave FM. Okay. Wonder if I should get you like see if I could get you a shirt or something. That's that's quite all right. I'm good. Thank you though. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How's your calendar? Full. Yeah, I meant the the Waldo one specifically. Oh, uh, it is currently hiding on top of our bookshelf. I put it up there as kind of a uh, Easter egg sort of thing. Okay. Well, because y- y- you don't you don't there's nothing inside it that actually talks about the Wally aspect of it. Right. So I. Have so it just like, looks like where's Waldo? Yeah, and it just looks like where's Waldo, which you know that's that's cool, but it's not super cool when it's you know where's Wally. Okay. Which most people you know don't you know understand that aspect of it unless yeah. they're unless they're deep Waldo fans. <laughs> Why is your calendar wrong? What? The name is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's right. She's everyone in the U.S. is wrong. Well, which one was actually first? Uh-oh. Oh, it originally started in the U.K., so I have a feeling... Wally was probably first. Yeah. Why did it change? 1986, Hanford was asked by his art director to draw a character so that his pictures of crowds had a focal point. Came up with the idea of Wally. The first Where's Wally book was published in 1987. Why did it change? Also, that's a lot younger than I thought it was. Oh, wow. In international editions, Wally has often been given a name in the local language. Ah, cool. So in Norway, it's Where's Willy? <coughs> Danish is Where's Holger? France, it's Charlie? Hmm. Man, I didn't even go that deep into this. Nope. Now we know. Yep. So, Andy. Yes. You saw the movie. I did see the movie. You said some things about the movie. Yes. Yes, I did. Some things that need to be discussed because you're wrong. (laughs) Because I'm wrong about the movie. Okay. So, uh, I guess we should throw up a spoiler warning. Yes, for those who um, do not want uh, to have Infinity War discussed in front of them. um, I will probably pop in here and tell you how far to fast forward. (laughs) That's why I was or, thinking of just, you know, or we could just chunk the discussion to the end of the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, no, I don't no, think no, so. No, 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 We record it now like we're doing. Yeah. And I go in and I chunk it. Oh. And drop it at the end. And just put it at the end of the... I, hmm, I think it needs to be up front. We we teased all last week with the button and, like, you ready to hang up and... 
I, I feel like it, it needs to stay where it is. All right. Well, then, people, you've been warned. <laughs> Go watch the movie and then come back. I feel like everybody who's wanted to see the movie has seen the movie. Because <laughs> how many millions has it made so far? A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. It it may be the, like, it's on track for being one of the, the largest grossing movies. It's already crossed a billion, it looks like. Oh, nope, it's going to cross a billion. As of May 3rd, domestic total, 338 million. Worldwide total, 566 million. So it's almost at a billion. So... Over a billion worldwide, jeez. Yeah, a lot of people have seen it. It's a very popular movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Andy? I thought it was okay. Yeah? I think it was one of the best Marvel movies yet. And I am going to disagree on that point. What? Which ones do you put higher? I can think of three. Um, Black Panther was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Guardians was really good. Mm-hmm. And the original Avengers was good. Okay. I, I, I'm right there with you on Black Panther and Guardians. I was actually, I'd swap out Avengers for Iron Man. Oh, the first Iron Man? The, yeah. The, mm, yeah, the first Iron Man was a good one. First Iron Man I saw in theaters like four times. Yeah, we saw the original Avengers, I think, twice in the theaters. We saw, oh, Captain Amer- the first Captain America was good. Mm-hmm. So I I really enjoyed Infinity War, and I think it is the most comic book movie yet. So my two things, or more, first two things that come to mind right off the bat. First is, when a movie is part of a series, I feel like it still has to be able to stand on its own. Uh-huh. And this movie doesn't doesn't really do that. It, this this movie is more than a movie. This is a this is I feel like somebody's dissertation and an ad, you know, an advertising PhD or something like that about uh brand strategy and you know market recognition sort of thing cuz this movie In what was way? this movie was so much more than just a single movie it was you know oh yeah you got to you got to remember this you got to remember this you got to but I, this, I'm not. This was so, a. This was a. This was a call out to the diehard Marvel fans. This was. So so here's here's my take on it. I read Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Okay. The the comic that this is mostly loosely based on, and I was able to read the comic and enjoy the comic, even though I had not read the comics about each of the individual characters. I didn't read about Adam Warlock. I didn't know who he was going into it. I hadn't read about Thanos or uh, Nebula. Like, I, I didn't know a lot of the characters, but I was still able to enjoy it. Like, I knew enough. This movie is the interpretation of that system of there is this existing universe it is helpful if you know all about it. If you've seen all of the other movies, the last decade worth of movies, uh, something like 31 hours worth of video. But I don't think you need to. I think it, it actually does stand on its own to some degree. Like all the pieces that they needed to tell you about, they told you about in the movie. Do you need to know that Iron Man is this father figure for Spider-Man? No. Does it add depth? If you do, absolutely. Well, there was also, you know, I after I was done, I went out and tried to see if, you know, I was feeling alone in this sort of, it was an okay movie, rather than mm-hmm. everybody going like, oh my God, this is amazing, and oh my God, I cried at the end. And I'm sitting there going like, I'm watching the credits going, I hate to do this, but I'm metagaming this movie. Because you know that they're going to undo it. Yes, I know for a fact that, you know, Black Panther sequel's in the works, Spider-Man sequel's in the works. I know this, you know... I mean, certainly they're going to undo a lot of that. That doesn't take away from the emotional impact. Well, the problem was the fact is I couldn't get an emotional impact in that. Because once I saw who was disappearing, I'm like, well, this ain't going to stick, whatever. Well, okay, but did you think at any point that it was going to stick if either it's a movie based on a comic book yes i know nobody really ever dies in a comic book right if either stark or captain america 
if either of those two had disappeared, then I would feel the weight of what Thanos did. But, you know, watching, okay, watching Spider-Man disappear, I'm like, oh, well, Tom Holland's going to be back. Panther disappear. Oh, well, no. Even, but like... Chadwick's going to be back. Andy. Yes. Half the universe is gone. Yes, I know, and it's going going to to be a shitty situation to get it back. But, like, yes, it's the shitty... But my point is, of course they're going to roll that back. Now, the ones that you need to start worrying about and thinking about are things like Vision. Oh, God. Okay, so that whole Vision-Scarlet-Witch romance thing, I just... uh, I mean, they've been, again, like... The, the more you know of the backstory, the deeper it goes. But I, I think it was fine. That Yes, it's a backstory in the comics. In the movie, no, the last the time movies. we saw the two of them together was, wasn't uh, Scarlet Witch literally pile-driving Vision into the center of the Earth, basically? Yes-ish. And all of a sudden, you know, we come back the next time we see them together, and they're just like, ooh, let me look into your eyes. I mean... Yeah, I felt that there was enough implied during Civil War that, like, this was a budding romance. I, I, you know, I knew, of course, they would have to put a romantic couple together because, you know, it's the movies. But it was out of those two. It's just like all of a sudden, you know. Eh, all right. Really? I don't know. For for some reason, it didn't feel out of place for me. Uh, it felt out of place for me. Granted, I'm finally glad that, you know, Scarlet Witch actually, you know, basically unleashed herself in this movie because she, she almost single handedly, you know, was able to save the day except for the time. She's stone. super powerful. Yeah. No, you know, actually getting to see that in action was like, OK, that's actually good. Yeah. Although I will say that whole section where she's like channeling to destroy the stone and holding off Thanos and all like there was no tension there. He had the time stone already. Well, yeah, there was zero tension. That's that's that was the other bit there was like my other. That that was the one the the one big point in the movie where I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Like it it, that that doesn't do anything. (laughs) My, uh, well, it was probably because everybody was like caught up in the moment, caught up in the moment. And you're thinking there, he's got the time stone. He's got the time stone, dude. Time stone. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So that was the other, that was the other bit that kind of annoyed me was, uh, I, my, the line I used was we joined this genocide already in progress at the start of the movie. You're like, wait a second. He already went and basically destroyed the Nova Corps. Yep. And nobody's going to talk about it. It's like, wait a second. Thanos by himself destroyed the Nova Corps. Well, Thanos has an army. I mean, it wasn't by himself. It was his army or was him. I don't know. But like, yes, (laughs) he destroyed Xandar. That was the whole point of trying to save Xandar was the entire second half of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And then with that, no, 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 no lines. I think there might have been a line about him destroying Xandar. Yeah, I mean, um, someone said, I think either Strange or Banner says, or Hulk? Not Hulk, Thor. I think yeah, Thor. Someone yeah, says, someone says, like, he's already got the stone. I, it was Thor. He was on the Guardian's ship. And it's like, okay, he's on the Guardian's ship and he already has a stone. It's like, wait a second. Like I said, we joined this genocide already in progress. Yes, we joined this genocide that's been building for 10 years. Not not really been building for... Yeah, okay, so yes, I see that people still, you know, it has that same feeling of the original Avengers, which you know... Do you know how the Infinity War, uh, Infinity Gauntlet comic starts? No. Do you want to guess how many stones Thanos has at the beginning of the comic? I'm going to guess one. Six. He has all six at the start? At the very beginning of the comic, he has all six stones. Okay. So, you know, as I said, this is the most comic book movie I've seen. You know what was the last most comic book movie that I've seen? What was that? Watchmen. Yep. How well did that go? I knew you were going to go there. Uh, not nearly as well as Infinity War is going by the numbers. But that's because you need that that aura around it. You need the other pieces. It stands on its own, but the reason it's so popular is that it's part of this continual piece. It, it it's it's literally Avengers two point oh. You know, yes. the Avengers. Uh, no, was, this is this is Avengers three. No, but I'm saying like okay, so when the first Avengers movie came out, 
Yep. The ability to, you know, we had all the different people all over the place. We had, yes, yep. you know, if you knew what was going on, you, you were better informed in it, but you could still, without watching the other movies, kind of get an idea of what's going on. And, you know, that was such a buildup after, you know, after, what was that, the... F- fourth or fifth movie in the series it depends if you include hulk <laughs> um technically it's in the mcu i know no i don't i want the box office timeline iron man thor cap hulk iron man incredible hulk iron man 2 thor captain's first avengers marvel's avengers okay so one two three four five fifth or sixth depending on yeah yeah what you think you know it's kind of like that tacked on for you know more it's like yeah you know it, it's it's the original avengers is i'm some like a microcosm of infinity war it's like okay we get everybody together we show everybody what's going on and we have the avengers everybody gets together yeah woo boom yep and then but, this one is kind of like infinity that war, and and you already said the first avengers was really really good yes and infinity war i think is that but even better like they handled it better they had a bigger cast but it still didn't feel like it was any one person's movie other than Thanos. Like, this absolutely was his movie. Yeah, okay, yes. I do have to agree that the the the, the problem with most Marvel films has been the villains. Yes. You have great superheroes. Terrible villains. Terrible villains. Thanos... They made him way deeper than I thought they were going to. Where, I love it where he literally like comes in with a bowl of soup for Gamora. I'm just like, oh, yep. he's trying to, you know, reconcile with his daughter. And it's just like, oh, well, that's the whole thing. Like he loves her mm-hmm. as as a daughter. Like she was the one thing in the universe that mattered to him. God, that was the other thing there. Oh, okay. So another annoying bit was the fact that, you know, people are like, well, where's the Stole Stone? Where's the Soul Stone? Where's the Soul Stone? What is the Stole Stone? Who's got it? Is it Hemdall? No, it can't be. We just killed him. What about this? What about that? What about the other? And then all of a sudden it's just like, boom. Yeah, we know where the Soul Stone is on this island, you know, planet at the top, you know. It's like, whoa. So that- you, you're the kind of person who hated episode eight, too, didn't you? The latest Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah, there were some annoying bits in the latest Star Wars movie as well. Why does everything have to be a grand mystery? Because it adds gravitas to what's going on. It's like, okay, yeah, he got the soul stone, but that it didn't, it didn't, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a heavy weight to bear to get that stone. But yeah. what did it actually do? We don't know. That's where he was at the end of the movie. Not the very end, but when he he snaps his fingers and he talks to Gamora. Which, when I I saw that section, I thought, wait a second, did he actually just get caught up in his own call? Because that would have been hilarious. (laughs) Uh, He, so actually, um, if you look at his expression immediately after that, it's surprise. My thought was that he was surprised that it actually worked. No, it's surprised that he isn't dead. He is a firm believer that what he's doing is right. Yeah. I like there's there's a question of evil and whether or not he actually is evil. It, It depends on your morality because he absolutely believes that this is the best thing for the universe. Now, that is a a significant departure from the comic. And that was another irksome piece for me but like i was able to get over it is that in the comics he's a nihilist nothing is important nothing matters to him well yeah but a nihilist does not make for a nice rounded villain right unless you're the big lebowski god you know i actually still have not seen that movie really yeah you know i could talk about the carpet and you know how the dude abides and the dude abides and all the you know that and everything else but i still haven't actually seen that movie it was technically a rug not a carpet oh just just gonna put that one out there so because the rug ties the whole room together i think yeah it really ties the room together yeah rug carpet it's i i honestly felt like this movie was going to be i see why they did it the way they did but i honestly feel like they could have taken this movie and whatever the second movie is and made it into its own trilogy but there's no way that marvel would have done that because they need to keep the rest of the mcu running moving yeah Yeah. so there's no way they would be able to take a three-year hiatus from all the other movies to knock this up granted they're not really like Ant-Man and Wasp. What the frick is going to happen with that? Uh, It's supposed to take place just before Infinity War. 
you know, how is this going to affect Agents of Shields? That's the other thing there. Agents of Shields. The, you know, MCU said, oh, yeah, no, it's all connected. Really? Well, yeah, it just doesn't all have to happen at the same time. Like the Miss Marvel movie is uh, set in the 90s, or Captain Marvel, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, Captain Marvel's Daniels. Miss Marvel is... Um, By Daniels, do you mean Danvers? What did I say? Daniels. Oh, sorry. My bad. Kara Danver, right? Yeah. To me, it honestly felt like, you know, when people always say too much, you know, there can never be too much of a good thing. It's like, mm. The movie was too good? No, it just, it was a lot of flash. A lot of flash. Yeah. I remember at one point I'm, I'm watching it going like, when was the last time I actually saw a live action character? One that wasn't like computer um, overlaid? Yeah. It was like, I'm sitting here just watching CGI for how long? When has that? Wait a minute. That is not a valid argument. Did you enjoy Avatar? I never actually watched Avatar. God damn it. I know. I. In did my you mind, enjoy up? I was, in my mind, I was protesting watching Avatar because I did not want to promote the idea of 3D cinema. But I feel like that was the one time that 3D cinema was actually done. That, that was actually the, the best movie for 3D. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I know. It was my protest. It made, screwed myself out of that. Yep. That was, that was like the pinnacle of 3D movie. Did you enjoy Up? Yes, and that's entirely computer animated, I know. Yeah. I mean, this this movie was just filled with such amazing scenes and and just making the Stormbreaker axe. Come on. That w- that was actually kind of cuz you know, you're talking about, you know, oh, it's run by dwarves and you're thinking, "Okay, great. You know, it's going to be a bunch of tiny and then they Peter <laughs> Peter Dinklage in and he's a freaking giant." Yep. Like, "Ah, I see." Uh, it's a dwarf. Doesn't doesn't mean dwarves are small. Yeah. I also kind of feel like they underutilized the uh black order. The what? Thanos's uh gang of guys was is it the that, black order? Yes. Yes. Did you notice by the way those were the only characters uh Peter Dinklage and the Black Order that were new to this movie? There were no new main characters. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay, so yeah, no, Ma died by getting sucked out into space, and you're like, oh, great. Oh, there's one down. And then, uh, who was the next one? To, oh, Call died, because getting thrown into the vibranium I, I don't shield. actually know their names. Oh. They they were just advanced mooks to me. Well, you know, they, my thing was like, okay, they, my thought process in this one was that, you know, I thought what was going to happen was that, you know, Thanos was actually going to get all the stone. <laughs> I thought he was going to get you know, a majority of the stones at this point, but he wasn't actually going to get all of them. Yeah. That's why I thought this was going to be more of a three-parter rather than, you know. A so you wanted like part one, collecting most of the stones, part two, getting the soul stone, part three, defeating Thanos. Yes. That's, that's really what the rub is, is you wanted the soul stone to be a much more epic quest. Well, it, it, the epicness of the whole thing, you know, kind of just, or, it just or like a race disappeared. to the like, stone. Hmm? Yeah. Or you wanted a race to the soul stone. Yes. Well, I think two movies is good. I think you're wrong. But it is your opinion. You are allowed to think it's it's a mediocre movie. I can't stop you from that. I disagree. I think it was fantastic. There were so many good scenes. Uh, they they did this like handling the personalities of all of those actors and and making sure that it flowed well, especially given that the actors had limited knowledge. None of the actors had gotten to read the full script. Just, oh, God, just did such a good job. Any other uh, favorite scenes or other other good spots? <sighs> Red Skull's reappearance. That kind of, fin- you know, that finally puts it, I thought they were going to bring Red Skull back at some point for, you know, after Infinity War for another Captain America thing. But if I remember correctly, Chris Evans really wants to get out of his contract with Marvel. <laughs> That's why I thought, you know, I thought they were going to pull a Han Solo where they, you know, somebody wants to get too, out of his contract. And yeah, too convenient. You realize what's at play, right? Like all of the stones are collected. They can rewrite the entire universe however they want. And what could be more comic book than that? 
You want to retcon someone else as Captain America? Boom, it's done. Someone else is Cap. Why? Because of the Infinity Stones. Which hero do you think is going to get the stones? Well, it's going to be Cap. It's always Cap. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Tony. That's the other fun bit is Tony Snow, because Nebula survived the cull. Yep. He's not alone. Okay. I was going to say for a second there, I'm like, is he alone on Titan? No, Nebula's Nebula's there. there. I'm guessing they're going to take the Milano or whatever the current guardianship is back to wherever they need to go. If they, uh, she would know how to fly it, I guess. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't. He could probably figure out some way of interfacing something. They they tried to fly, uh... The giant donut ship. Yeah. But yeah, no. So overall, it was hard to get into the movie without having the rest of the world kind of, you know, poking at it going, he's not dead. He's not dead either. Uh, that guy, that guy might be dead. We, but, Vision you know, might be dead. Yeah. Um, I do have to say it was interesting to see uh, Banner and Hulk fighting. That was that was interesting because it kind of made sense because Hulk, you know, tried to fight Thanos and got his butt kicked. Yep. It's like and it's the first time Hulk has lost. Yeah. And well, did Hulk lose uh, his fight with Thor in Ragnarok? Nope. Nope. I don't. I don't. I gotta watch Ragnarok again. Well, because remember when when Hulk becomes banner again they talk about it and thor says like um we fought and banner's like oh did i win and thor's like no no i won because he didn't banner yeah, won yeah hulk won thor did a good job hulk won but yeah so hulk being scared and i think that was a it was a good move by the the movie writers and directors because like hulk op Oh. It's it's certainly up there for me as a, one of the best. There's a lot of really good ones, though. Iron Man, Cap, Black Panther. I definitely say this is better than the original Avengers movie. I now cannot wait for uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, which is what? Yeah, July. something like that. Is that just because you want a nice comedy after this, like, really deep and serious one? Well, they had talked about that. Ex- actually, <laughs> speaking of more metagaming the movies here. Yep. Metamovieing? Meta, metamovieing? Yep. Um, they had talked about after the second Infinity War, that's why they wanted to do Spider-Man 2 as the next movie after the... Uh, after the second... Because they wanted to bring it back down to Earth and, you know, have it as, you know... So, you know, has it as like I, somebody said, like a nice cup of soup after a long, hard day. <laughs> oh, is this the comic in the? This is the comic. Okay, it's four bucks. I will buy it for you if you would like for my for the Kindle, which I don't have. Uh, no, not on the Kindle. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, my birthday is coming up in a little bit. That's that's true. I'm not buying you the $325 hardcover. <laughs> That's a bit much. Yeah, a little, little bit. Just just a touch. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I, maybe I should save this for my review next week, but like using the Kindle to read comic books is awesome. Well, which Kindle do you have? The Kindle app. How big of a screen are you reading these on? My phone. How the hell is that working? Because what they did is they, they went through and they took each of the panels of the comic and subdivided them. So like when you turn the page, you see the whole page, but then when you tap forward, it zooms in on the panel. Oh, okay. And that not just on the panel, work. but like onto the text that you need to read. And then it zooms into the next person's text and then it zooms out. So you see the whole panel. And so like you build the story from the piece. It's really well done. That actually, yes, that actually would work. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I, I've read several comics like this now. It's really, really well done. That actually would work quite well, yes. So hang on, I'm loading my, my copy of the Infinity Gauntlet right now. Yep, so I turn the page and I see the whole page uh, and you can zoom in manually if you want, but then you also just like you, you swipe left and it zooms in on the piece that's important, and then you swipe left and it zooms in on the piece that's important. Hmm. I wonder how that would look on the bigger screen. Like a tablet? Yeah. Really good. Oh yeah, by the way, today is free comic book day. It is. Yeah, just as, you know, an aside <laughs> doesn't matter to anybody who's listening to this because it's you know already passed but yeah it's a little late yeah oh i forgot god i had some more stuff but i can't remember what i was annoyed about the movie which uh, 
Mm. The stones are in different place in the comic. Mm. Oh, on the hand? Yeah, I guess they're also different colors, but... <laughs> Avengers okay. Infinity War Metascore is only 68. The movies? Yeah. Whoa. 38 positive reviews, 14 mixed reviews, and one negative review. Uh... Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 92%, and a tomato meter of 84%. People like this movie. At 156 minutes. Good God. Yeah, that was the other thing. Over two and a half hours? Yep. Ugh. I That's- read uh, a, a uh, article slash blog, because it's kind of a mix of the two of them, about someone who did the 31-hour marathon. Oh, God. And like what that was like, and I'm 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 glad that I didn't. I'm sad that I can't. It was just oh my gosh, oh. That's why I actually did it on. Uh, I went on Tuesday, yeah, because we had three dollar hot dogs, and I knew for two and a half hours, I you know whatever popcorn I'm going to have, I'm going to be done with that's that. That's a long, yeah, yeah. We so I saw it. I got a large drink, <laughs> hot dog, fries. And mozzarella sticks, because I knew I was going to need sustenance. Yep. We saw a 10.30 p.m. showing. I didn't get home until like 2 in the morning. Yeah, that was, uh, Brandon, my assistant, did a a 10 p.m. showing of that, and I'm just like, oof. Holy shit. The local theater has it running every half hour. I'm also kind of annoyed that, you know, I got my tickets pretty early. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand the people, if you have an entirely empty theater, why you pick the seat right next to mine. (laughs) (laughs) because it's the best seat clearly i know the you know the people on my right gave me a chair buffer which was great put gave me a place to put my coat but yeah the guys on my left were like all up in my business and these were recliner seats and so uh i had picked the one with the uh well the seat that i had picked was in the center but it had the the tray area on the right, so the left side was just a regular, you know, armrest between the next recliner to the next to me. And yeah, that guy was all up in my recliner space, and I'm just like, really, dude. So why didn't you just move? Because I had the best freaking seat in the theater. <laughs> well, <laughs> evidently it wasn't. God. People, man, just people. Yep. Hey, when does Solo come out? Uh. 26th or technically technically the 25th okay so yeah i should look and see if the, there are any tickets for sale uh yes because I know they, they went, went on sale. sale on may 4th yep ha 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 because of course they did mm-hmm. i'm actually kind of interested in that one because you know who the director for that was right no ron howard oh that's weird that's weird ron howard directing star wars is weird a little don't you think so no i thought it would be you know it'd be fun okay right so should we actually do topics <laughs> or do you think I, I guess was that the entire episode like well i'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to talk i could try and dra- I, I don't know if i could drag it out for another 20 minutes but we only have another 20 minutes yeah but we now nah, we only have another 20 minutes so like we need to figure that out <laughs> I mean, we do we do long episodes from time to time. Do we just want to say like our last episode was a 67 special, even though the entire time you kept on talking about how you wanted to cut it short? Yep. this this could just be a a 52 special or I I guess like a 40 something special. It would make it so that you don't have to do the chunking. The Infinity War talk is at the end. (laughs) I just I'm just trying to recap this. So Thanos was a good villain. Peter Quill is the worst hero ever, but that makes sense if you think about his upbringing. (laughs) It was not the most... I mean, fuck Peter Quill, right? Like, fuck Peter Quill. Yeah. The the thing is, like, he's not a hero. No, no, he's not. He's heroic at times, but he's he's a jerk. Yeah. Just needed to hold on for, like, another minute, man. How come nobody brought a frickin' sword? What? Just chop off his arm. I mean, it's Thanos. I don't think you just chop off his arm. It took Thor and and a new, like, super powerful axe to just, like, hurt him. Well, no, 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 because Tony Stark drew blood. Remember that line? He did. Like, all that for a drop of blood? Yep. 
He did. That's fair. That's the other thing I'm not like. Tony Stark keeps on just ping-ponging all over the place with his character. You know, at at the end of Iron Man 3, I'm like, okay, you know, he's kind of stepping away. This will be great. And all of a sudden, you know, you come back to the next Avengers movie and he's right back to old Tony Stark again. You're like, what the frick? And then, you know, they try to explain it. Yeah. And then Civil War happens and he kind of, you know, steps back a bit. And then it's like, okay, that sort of makes sense. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden nanobots. What the where did the hell did those come from? Um, the oh god, is it like Invincible Iron Man, Unlimited Iron Man? Uh, the Extremist Iron Man. I think it's the Extremist Iron Man. Well, Extremist was was one of them, but it wasn't that one. Yeah, but like nano nanobot. Oh, that was Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, it's a thing. The idea is is Stark has never stopped, right? No. He, he keeps he said, saying I'm he's going to stop, this. but he doesn't well, stop. Yeah, and they they even bring that up at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Gwyneth Paltrow was in there just to just to rib him a little bit. It's like, really, really, what about this thing then? It's like that. That's just yep. that's just you know just holding nanobots. Insurance. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. But like, she might uh, be playing a bigger part in the next movie too. Oh, that's the other question. Did she survive? We don't know. We don't know. I need to see it again, I think. Did the gauntlet, was it, like, damaged It was pretty toast after the snap. It was... It was, it was burnt? It, w- it was, it was not... I don't think, I don't think it was serviceable at that point. Well, granted, no, he was able I mean, to use the space stone to disappear to wherever he ran off Yeah, he, he still used it. To. So, like, but it, it seems like it was not in a good place. No. It definitely needed a moment. <laughs> I mean, until he uses the reality stone to just rewrite that. <laughs> that that was oh, that was uh, the reality stone was actually the fun bit on there where he's like, you know, shoot her, shoot, and then he uh, yeah he rewrites reality to just be you know his bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. Did you catch his the bubbles. other Infinity uh, comic book reference with uh, Drax and Mantis cubes and ribbon? Yep. yep. I've watched the same YouTube videos you have. Oh, all. I just I I binged on people's thoughts on this afterwards because I'm like I said I'm trying to figure out you know why am I that's, different? That's funny because what I binged on was the Avengers cast as they were doing all like the talk shows and game shows and various media events like the Know Your Chris's. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um. So topics. <laughs> We got we got just a few moments. We can we can get through some of these. What sort of things do you have? I know what I put in, but I don't know if you want. I guess I can I can start. Okay. Uh, NASA this morning launched a rocket. Well, NASA didn't launch the rocket. It was a ULA rocket. Yes, but it's carrying a NASA mission. Yep. Insight. Yay! What is Insight? Insight is a Mars lander that's actually going to, if I remember correctly, dig into the surface of Mars. I think so, but not far. It's just it's a uh, it's a surface lander, and it's there for like studying plate tectonics and Earth. Well, Mars quakes. They wouldn't be earthquakes. No, they right? be Mars quakes. But they are earthquakes because it's. A, that's the name of the thing. It's not specific to the planet it's on. And B, it's Earth, not as in the planet, but as in the material, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll call them Mars quakes and Venus quakes and just be stupid like that. Should we just extrapolate and just call them planet quakes now? Hmm. Yes. They're also running CubeSats as well. Yes. Those are the little teeny satellites, yeah, right? Yeah, these are satellites. Uh, these ones are briefcase sized. So That is not a very big satellite. Mm-mm. Oh, they're going to fly on their own path to Mars behind the InSight uh, lander. What's the purpose of them? Basically to test to see if miniaturized CubeSat technology will be working, will will work at the planetary level. Okay. We got CubeSats up here above Earth right now. So now the idea is, hey, do we have to send these giant ass satellites to other planets if we can just, you know, shoot some CubeSats over there and have them work? Are they magic? Is that what's going on? They're just miniaturized satellites. They're but miniaturized how? Uh, they're just smaller. Magic. All right, got it. Nope, I I get it. I understand. Miniaturized with magic. Um, I don't know. T-Mobile and Sprint are still moving forward with their merger. Yep, they have agreed to it. So now the DOJ just has to give the approval? DOJ and FCC. 
But uh, I found a good article that it kind of explained why they're deciding to merge. Yeah. It has to do with a company that you probably don't know of called Straight Path. I do not know this company. Uh, well, last May, uh, people were trying to buy Straight Path because they owned uh, some of the millimeter wave wireless spectrum which is where mm-hmm. everybody's thinking 5G is going to go. So um, there was a bidding ward basically to buy them because of their licensed spectrum, not because of the company itself, just because of what they owned. and Because they had a certain part of the spectrum that people wanted. Yes. And uh, just so you know, uh, at the time of the uh, acquisition started, Straight Path had been trading around $30 per share. Verizon won the bidding war, paid $3 billion for the company, which, in case you're wondering, uh, was about $184 per share. So T-Mobile and Sprint realized, you know, if they want to compete in 5G, both of them separately are not going to be able to drop $3 billion against Verizon and AT&T. So their idea... So they're figuring strength in numbers, we can do this together. Yes. Can they? Like, they still don't have nearly that now, much. No, AT&T and Verizon both have market capitalization of around $200 billion. T-Mobile has $51 billion and Sprint has $22 billion. So it's still not going to be, like, enough. No, but... But it's closer. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, no, they're... Uh, They're realizing they need to go big or go home. So they're going to try and merge, which we'll see how the FCC goes about this. Granted, we still have, you know, AT&T trying to get Time Warner, which I think that court case is actually finally finished. So now we just need to wait and find out? I think so. Let's see what the current status says on that. We don't need conditions, says AT&T. No, I I think you do. I don't think you, you should be allowed to do this. Uh, so it looks like we're just waiting on the judge's ruling. <laughs> the judge's ruling on if the if the government can actually block the merger. So yeah, that one's still up in the air. Okay. Um, I don't know. They're making a movie of Spamalot. Yes, this Spamalot, the Broadway play based off of the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I mean, it's not the first time that's happened, right? Producers. Producers was a Broadway play that got... It's no surprise that they're taking a Broadway play and turning them into a musical or turning it into a movie. Right. It's the fact that this musical is based off a movie. So was the producers. Producers didn't start as a movie. What? No, sorry. No, I thought The Producers was a play first. The Producers was a movie by Mel Brooks starring Gene Wilder and, and um, 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 Oh, shit. film was Brooks' directorial debut. Okay. God, what's the other guy's name? It was Gene Wilder and... Oh, it wasn't Nathan Lane. That was in the new one. Was it Zero Mustel? Yes. Zero Mustel. It was a fantastic movie. It was so good. Gene Wilder did this amazing job. So wait, so it was a movie that got turned into a Broadway play that got turned back into a movie? And not only that, to be clear, it was a movie about a play. (laughs) So it's a movie about a play that then got turned into a play. About the play. About the play. That then got a, a Hollywood dramatization of the play about the play. Yeah. It's a movie about a play, which was a based on a play about a play where that first play was based. I lost it. One plus two. It's a movie based on a play based on a movie about a play. (laughs) So they're trying to do that again. Yeah. With with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No surprise, Eric Idle was writing the script. I I was at um, I was working late this week. And I wanted background noise. And so I put on Monty Python and the Holy Grail because evidently someone has the entire movie on YouTube. And it was just it it was amazing and so fantastic. That movie is so funny. Like, forgot how funny that movie is. It's just it's making a movie off of a play off of a movie. It's just. Yeah. Huh. About a play. About a play. Well, producers was. This one's about a, a legend, right? It's about King Arthur. Yes. We're knights of the round table. We dance when I'm able. We do routines with cohort seats. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Not allowed to sing. Um, 
Speaking of trying things again, uh, Nintendo yeah. was getting sued by Game Vice. Oh, no, sorry. They were sued by Game Vice for what? For violating its patents with the Nintendo Switch. But then the lawsuit was dropped in October. So now they have uh-huh. gone to the patent, uh, sorry, the U.S. International Trade Commission. Um, Saying, hey, they violated our patents. Yes. And Nintendo says, ha, 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 that's funny. Yeah. So game. So they tried to sue them, saying that they had violated the patents, but the lawsuit was dropped. So then, yeah, they went to the Trade Commission saying that the Nintendo Switch violates its patents on attachable handheld game pads and their related accessories, alleging violations of the Tariff Act of 1930. Game Vice is requesting a cease and desist order against Nintendo. Yeah. How's that going to work? The commission will hold an evidentiary hearing to determine whether Nintendo is in violation of the Tariff Act with its final decision at the earliest practicable pra- practicable time. Practicable? Pra- Wouldn't that just be practical? Practicable. Weird. So yeah, if you can't sue them, sue them again. Sue them? <laughs> I, I guess? If you can't sue them, keep trying? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, so... It, if if they have a legit gripe, like if this isn't just trying to sue for the sake of suing, then okay, I, I get it. And yes, Nintendo should be paying for the, the things that this company has the rights to. But if they're just going for them because Nintendo has money and they think they can get some, that's kind of shady. So I'm looking back at the original lawsuit. According to the lawsuit back from October, the Switch and its removable Joy-Con controllers are too close to GameVice's vision of a combination of detachable game controllers and a device with a flexible bridge section. I'd need to do the research. My research says that they tried to sue them and the lawsuit was dropped in October. For being frivolous? My guess. So I have a feeling this is also not going to fly. Yeah. Uh, oh, we could have done other movie news. Why did we not do that? I don't know. God. Um, there's a new program out there called Cinema. Yeah. S-I-N-E-M-I-A. For just $5 on the annual plan, moviegoers in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia can get one ticket per month to any 2D traditional movie for $5. $5 gets you 12 movies. Yes, a month. It's not a bad deal. Well, one one a month. Yes. 12 movies. Yes. Because it's a $5 subscription. Yes. What are the restrictions? Any theater, no blackout days, advanced ticket options, so... Really? Yes. $5 a month gets you one ticket for... Oh, $5 a month. $5 a month, yes. Oh, well, that's that's no longer worth it, because I just go on Tuesdays when it's $5. Well, maybe our our Tuesdays are $6. Okay, so it might be worth it for you. Yes, I could... I could, uh, let's see if it's actually even save available in our city. Kalamazoo. Yep, there we go. You could save a dollar. Yes. Is it, is it worth it? To save a dollar? I don't think so. Yep. No, I mean, that the dollar means that you have to go to the theater on Tuesdays. Yes. So this, yes, I could go so anytime. This you could use, like, Fridays. Yeah, and I could also purchase the tickets in advance, which MoviePass does not let you do. Right, but your normal theater does. Yes, if I pay the ticket fee options to do that. Oh, see, we have, we have the loyalty card for our movie theater, which waives the online ticket fees. Damn it. That would be nice. Yep. So, like, I just ordered my tickets for Solo and uh, didn't have to pay any extra. Oh, yeah. I have to pay, like, a... Ten bucks. I have to pay, like, I think a buck fifty. So, if I go on Tuesday, then it would be, like, seven fifty for the ticket. Yep. So, okay, so I'm saving two two fifty if I pick this. Uh, Assuming there are no convenience fees. I don't know. I'll have to look at the rest of this. But there's also two movies per month. Yeah. For $7. Can that be two different people? Well, you can get the cinema for two option. Oh, tell me more. You, uh, for $10 a month, you can get one movie uh, per month for two people. So it's, that's two $1, like the two $5 yes. plans. It's $10. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's nothing special. No. It is, they, they glued two plans next to each yes. other. Okay. <laughs> The that's not a special guys. That's not a deal. <laughs> um, yes. And also these are billed annually. So you have to pay up front. Oof. So, yeah, that would be a hundred. Hundred and twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Better go see some movies. Yeah, you must go see a movie this month. Otherwise, you lose yes. money. Yeah, I think I'll pass. I don't, I don't think this is for me. What's funny is, though, those are not even the elite plans. There is one here that is. Three movies a month for two people, including 3D and IMAX movies. That is $30 a month. 
billed annually. That's a lot of money to go see movies. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Especially now, since Movie Pass has reinstated their unlimited plan. Yep. So I could pay the $10 per month. And just see however many movies you want to yes. see. What the hell? Three ticket movie, three movie tickets a month, $15 a month, classic pan, 3D, IMAX, 4D, build annually, three movies in a month on three separate days. So it's not for two people. That's per person. Yes. If you choose the cinema for two, $30. Wow. That's so expensive and ridiculous. I don't see that many movies. I should just, you know, because <laughs> I could probably use Movie Pass at Kalamazoo 10, which is just down the road from work, right? Just take a... Just go see a movie at the end of the day? No, just take a long lunch break and during the middle of the day, go see a movie. Every day? Every day. Start sneaking in my own food. <laughs> go to... I've, I've noticed, like, certain theaters just don't care about food. Which is weird, point, because I, I that's where they in. make their money. Right, but I think they don't pay their employees enough for the employees to care. Ah! Oh, cinema, with the S, does work at the uh, movie theater near here. That's the thing, yeah. I and the second-run theater. Pass works in the Kalamazoo area. Why would I care about the second-run theater? Maybe you missed Like, those movies are already... But, but, hang on... Market Square Cinema. How much does the movie cost to see at the Second Run Theater? If I want to see, I don't know, the greatest showman, closed caption. This theater doesn't sell tickets online. Well, screw you. (laughs) I'm looking for pricing. I don't see pricing. Ticket prices. Does not provide ticket pricing information. Son of a... There we are. Uh, Three bucks. Please tell me why I would spend $5 a month to go get tickets at a theater that costs three bucks. And that's their expensive price. Costco movie pass promotion on here. What? I don't know. We should probably hit the, t- uh, the uh, randoms. I suppose. Oh, movie pass works at Kalamazoo 10 as well. There we go. Um, right. Randoms. Yeah. Uh, what did I got? I had gerrymander. Top gerrymander. Rig the election. Okay. So, uh, it's a little mobile app. Yeah. And, uh, so the idea is you have to draw districts of people. Okay. So you have to gerrymander. Yes. Be- well, you get to pick what side you want to be. Do you want to be the red or the blue side? And these maps are, um, they're roguelike. So they, they're randomly generated each time. Okay. <laughs> And the, it's it's not a real map, no. right? It's not like actual districts. No, no, these are just, you know, little you know, fenced-in areas that you have to, you know, create districts of, you know, three people. And the goal is, you know, if there's the same number of uh, red and blue people on the map, that you know, you have to gerrymander it so you guys win mm. a majority of the districts. Is this competitive? Is it just you doing yeah, it? Yeah, it's just you doing it. It's, you know, there are uh, 50 levels available. Okay. So it's so like it gives you. It's, so what? What do you think? It's it's a fun little game. You know, it's 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 a logic puzzle when you boil it down to the thing. So your logic puzzles, you know, take this box and cut it up so that you know there are more red boxes inside of it than blue boxes, or more blue rather than red. So you know, it's a. There is one downside though on the higher levels. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, play previous levels over again in order to, to earn enough coins to advance to the next level. So your standard mobile game. Yeah. So you have to go back okay. and play the previous levels over again. And there's no easy way to bounce between the previous levels to the later levels. Ah. But it's a it's a free, fun little mobile app. So, you know, it, it was a neat idea. Played it for a bit. Okay. Kept your attention. Yep. Just for, for a little while, at least. Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, sorry. I got an email from somebody. I asked people, hey, respond to this email by Friday because I need to send it up to corporate by Friday. I've gotten two emails and today. Just, just got the response today. Yeah. You're like, guys, today is not Friday. Yeah. It's like, I'm a day. Today's after Friday. It's like, yeah, I know I'm a day late, but can you suggest this? And I'm just like, nope. Nope. 
already sent my email yesterday. I cannot. I've already sent in the email because yeah. I told you I was doing that. Mm-hmm. I so we we sent an email out to about five thousand people. We actually mail merged, so it was five thousand emails. It took it over half an hour to send all of them. Um saying things like, Hey, your uh the certification that you have that's in progress you need to finish it or you're not going to be able to finish it. So we sent that to about 5,000 people. I spent the next four hours replying to replies from that email. Oh, geez. I feel like there should be... Oh, I'm interested. How can I find out more? What do I need to do to finish my certification? I came to class six years ago. Do I still need to do this? Oops. Oops, oops, oops. Oh, emails, man. Yep. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Not at this point. People are like, you know, but I can just call you. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to send an email because an email is a paper trail. So when somebody comes to me and asks me something, I can tell them, well, I said this at this time. Emails. C-Y-A. But sometimes... It's better not to have that paper trail. <laughs> yeah, there are some times where, you know, somebody messaged me, hey, can I give you a phone call? Because, yeah, we don't want a paper trail on this part. So, yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Let's talk. Yes. But yeah, other times it's, you know, it's like people told me that there's an issue with something. And I'm like, send me an email. That way I know. Yeah. Well, you, you want to have that yeah. record. I want to create a ticket Particularly system. for issue tracking. That's, Yes, issue tracking in a ticket system, it's something I really would love to have in my job. Um, Do you have a budget for one? Nope. Do you want a free one? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there are... Free ticketing Free issue tracking. Yeah. Top eight free and open source bug tracking software solutions. Seven great free and open source issue tracking software. Look, Spiceworks is number two on the list. God, there's so many Spiceworks things. Spiceworks something you use? Uh, No, but they have a lot of... It's one of those things where it's like, how do they make money? Uh, Probably selling other products. Yeah, Spiceworks is an online community where users can collaborate and seek advice from one another and also engage in marketplace to purchase IT-related services and products. Okay. So associated services. But yeah, no, they have a lot of free freaking stuff available, and it's just like, oh, hmm. Yep. There are evidently, like, markets I never dreamed of. Um, Oh, God, what was it called? Um, 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 shoot. Calibra. C-O-L-L-I-B-R-A. Just go look that up. C-O-L-L-I-B-R-A. Data governance? This is data governance software. Data governance is having, uh, essentially, at a, a very basic level, it is having consistent definitions of terms. So it, to, to bring this home to you, if you wanted to know, like, how much each of your stations had on air time. But if you went to each of the stations and asked them that question, are they all actually defining it as the same thing? Like, what? how do you define on air time? If your transmitter's live but nothing's going out, is that on air? Yeah. yeah. So this is, this is software to assist in the management of that. As I said, entire worlds I never thought about. All right, uh, random topic, Andy. Okay. Andy. Yes. Hi, are you back? Yeah, sorry, I have to, got some phlegm stuck in my throat. Okay. Uh, random topic. Yeah. What is the best way to give your landlord the finger? I've never actually wanted to give any of my landlords the finger. If you have to, you're already in a bad spot. Yes. But, um, uh, let's see, so I live with my parents, and then I lived in the dorms, and then I live with my brother, and then I live with my parents, and then I moved in with Kate to her apartment, moved into Kate to her second apartment, and now I moved into the house where I am currently at. So I have lived in seven different places. I've lived in three, including both of my parents' houses as, as a single place, because we moved as a yeah. family. Um, and only one of those places has... has Wait, one, two, three, four. I've lived in four and places. And a comfy chair. Only one of them. What? I, I do that now. Um, uh, I try and 
do a riff off of uh, the Spanish Inquisition by anytime somebody counts something and then counts up again, I go, and a comfy yeah. chair. Okay. The comfy pillows. I thought it was the chair first. I don't know. What, you don't know the Spanish Inquisition like you do the rest of Monty Python's entire library? I don't know most of Monty Python's library. I know. Oh, don't you give me that. You haven't seen Avatar. I told you. I was protesting 3D movies. I still protest 3D. I never go see a movie in 3D unless I didn't pay for the ticket. I saw Avatar in 3D, and ask me if I regret that. Do you regret seeing Avatar in 3D? Absolutely not. Yes, I know, because that's what everybody's told me, is that movie was built for 3D. It was literally engineered for 3D and not in the crappy like, oh, we can have this extra scene where something gets thrown at the audience. Ah, ha, ha. No, it was literally like 3D made it a better movie. James Cameron had a directorial eye of doing it in 3D from the ground up. Yes, it was 3D other than this stupid yes. post-production 3D crap that's out there. He knew what he was doing. Yes. Have you seen his his thing on, I think it's on Netflix, where he's interviewing all these other sci-fi uh, it's directors? It's not on Netflix, it's on AMC? Is it? I, I kind of want to watch it. Uh, James Cameron, History it, of Science Fiction. It looked really good. Yeah, it's good. on AMC. Anyway, I know Monty Python and the Holy Grail really well. I know some of their skits really Bruce, well. Bruce? Bruce, Bruce, yep. and Bruce. I know the, the entire Philosopher that's, song. That's actually why um, I named my car. Uh, no, Kate's car is named Bruce. My name's my Bruce. car is named Jack because okay. they're Outbacks. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know the Dead Parrot skit. I know the Argument Clinic. Like, the I know some shop? of their best stuff. And I know... The Cheese what? Shop? I can't, I can't go through the whole thing. But yes, I know the Cheese Shop. I know that there are 42 varieties of cheese in the Cheese Shop. But no, I do not know in detail the Spanish Inquisition, partly because there wasn't a single Spanish Inquisition skit. It was a recurring thing. I also have not seen all the way through um, Life of Brian. Uh, We watched all of Life of Brian one time just because, you know, we were curious about it. I have seen bits and pieces. I have never watched the whole Hmm. thing. Yeah, we've seen all, uh, I think we've seen all the movies all the way through. Yeah. One, two, five, three, sir. Three. Um, right. So. How do you give a finger yeah. to your landlord? Going uh, in a way box? back. How do you give? I, a foam finger, maybe? Like, I'd go to, to a sporting goods store. I've never had a bad, la- I've had one landlord other than my parents. So I've never had a bad landlord. Actually, yeah, both of the apartments were owned by the same company. So it was the same rules between each of the things there. And, you know, after we had moved out of the apartment into the house, I was kind of fearful that we weren't going to get our security deposit back because I burned a hole in the carpet. Okay. But, you know, they they gave us our security deposit back. So I really didn't want to give that landlord the finger because I was hoping they weren't going to notice the hole in the carpet. Yep. Yeah, fun fact, battery acid can eat through carpet. <laughs> what? What What were you doing? Uh, this was the time that I was having an issue with the alternator on the Benz. Yeah, it was on the Benz. But since the Benz is diesel, I didn't need the alternator to really run anything because it's a diesel. So the engine runs on its own. Mm-hmm. But I needed it to start the car. So I would bring the battery in and charge it. <laughs> overnight (laughs) or i think i had like two batteries and i was charging one while i was using the other or it was something like that and yeah that's not a good place to be in yeah i I had a rubber mat down but then the battery acid you know ate a hole through the rubber mat and then ate a hole in the carpet yeah which (laughs) my first thing was there i took a i took a a sweater shaver and i just you know shaved up parts of the carpet and then kind of just matted it back into place Andy. Which was fine until you'd vacuum it, because then you would accidentally vacuum up all the, the matted, you know, carpet fuzz, yep. and then there'd be a hole in the carpet again. Yep. But yeah, no, I never oh really wanted to give well, the that... landlord a finger, so I don't even know what you would do, because anything that you would I'd... do, they would just take out of your security deposit, right? I'd wait until after I left. I mean, that's that's number one, right? Like, never do it to your current landlord. That's a bad yes. idea. Um, but, yeah, I, mm, I don't know. It, it 
what, you know, like put like fish fillets in the wall or no? Because then I think they would be able to come after you even after you've left. I'd have to ask Jamie because he actually had to, one of his first lawyer cases was actually with his landlord up in MSU. So I'll actually, I could ask him, you know, what's the, you know, how much fight do they have after you, after you've left? I mean, anything you do that's illegal or the destruction of property, that's yeah. bad. Regardless of if they are your current landlord or not. Yeah, you would... I don't know. I, I, I'd leave and, like, drive by and flip them the bird. Like, I I don't know if it needs to be a figurative finger. If I was going to do anything, it would have to be... Yeah, like you said, you can't do it while you're currently there. So you'd have to leave. And you'd have to set it up to be yeah. almost like a, a, almost a time bomb sort of thing. Where you'd put... I think I'd, I'd try and do something like... If, if I had a, okay, so if I had a landlord that was like really really bad and I was very upset at them, I'd probably start some sort of online campaign against them, not as a person but just as a business, and be like, "This is a terrible place. Here's the reasons X Y Z," and that's what I would do. I, I think that's how I would I would give them the finger. Is I would be like, "No, I I have a working knowledge of online communities and know where to go and how to organize this sort of thing." It's just like... So I think that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, because get it, you know, you got to promote the heck out of it. So, um, you know, the Google search results, you know, pop up high. Yeah. You know, the, the Rick Santorum issue. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what yeah. I would do. That's how I would no, do it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> You, you gotta you gotta hit them where it counts, and that's in the pocketbook. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you do anything destructive, they can come after you. So it has to be a non-destructive thing, but... You know. And you can't lie, no. and it can't be a targeted ad against them as a person. No. They have to be very careful. I'd probably get a lawyer. Is Jamie taking clients? No, he does okay. not do that type of lawyering anymore. Okay. Well then, I, uh... I guess I, I hope that whoever submitted that random topic doesn't need help with the landlord. Well, who submits our random topics? I know who submits our random topics. I'm making a point. All right, then. Well, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>